Hello and welcome. We're well outside our usual wheelhouse today, talking about Putin's war on Ukraine and how, if at all, we as a veterinary community can help those that have had this conflict inflicted upon them. I am joined by second generation Ukrainian and veterinarian Nina Babchuk. Nina first came to my attention through a Facebook group she recently founded called British Veterinary Professionals for Ukraine. Nina, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And can I dare to start by asking how you are? Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, anything I can do to raise awareness of the situation. Obviously, if you're not already <laughs> very well versed in what's going on, then hopefully we'll be able to clarify a little bit more on here. Um, I suppose how I am, I've never felt an emotion like this, um, and it's been going on for about a week now. I think the closest uh, synonymous emotion that um, anyone can um, associate this with is a, a pure heartbreak, a real, real heartbreak where you feel sad and completely empty inside, and you wake up in the morning thinking, God, it's happening, like, this is real. Um, so it's a it's a trauma that I've never experienced before, and I would never wish on anyone. Um, but I think the Ukrainian people, I've been brought up in a... Uh, a very stoic uh, family and I, I'm quite certain that that's not just my family but that is any Ukrainian family we are a very stoic people that we understand our emotions definitely but we um, we use it to fuel ourselves and we use it to to do something good and the thing that I'm thankful that the world is seeing is exactly how strong of a community, how strong of a people the Ukrainian people are. So I'm glad the world can can see that. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree uh, completely. The, the, the stoicism and resolve cer certainly comes through. And, and when we first started chatting, Nina, you said that physically helping is your self-care. I, I just thought there's so much wisdom in that. Absolutely. And as an example for, for us doom scrollers, sort of overwhelmed with that combined sense of horror and helplessness to, to follow. So could, could you share with us what, what you are doing to help? And maybe let's start with the Facebook group, British Veterinary Professionals for Ukraine. What is it? Who can join? How can they join? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was speaking to one of my nurses who, um, you know, was was asking me, you know, how are you? What are you doing for yourself? And you, you feel guilty for not being absorbed in it. Uh, you know, feel guilty for not, you know, doom scrolling, basically. And yet when you are doom scrolling, you feel absolutely awful because you feel like helpless. So, like I say, my self-care, the thing that makes me feel better about this situation is knowing that I can do something to help. So what the story goes, what happened is 
I have obviously a lot of Ukrainians um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and one of my close friends ended up um, sharing a, a post from the Ukrainian Medical Association with a list of um, the things that they require. And just reading through it very briefly, as I try to do for most things whilst I am doom scrolling, I was reading through and saw there's tranexamic acid, various different um, antibiotics, there's hemostats, gorges and things like that that um, we use, like that wasn't a new, these words weren't new to me. Um, So I thought in my head, you know, we use these, what, that's, we have this, what can, what can we do? How can we get this to them? And obviously, you know, each vet seems like a drop in the, in the ocean, but together, you know, we are, we are a close community. Every vet knows every other vet, so it seems. So, I thought let's let's band together. Let's let's do this. Everyone wants something to do. Everyone wants to feel like they can help. So let's do this together. You know, one one clinic's um, antibiotics might not be enough for uh, you know a few soldiers, but if we do it all together, then you know we're getting a good a good stock of things that can therefore be sent over and. Uh, really really make a difference so I organized this Facebook group um actually maybe about a couple of days ago now and I'm getting such an incredible momentum it's it's really really um just so beneficial for me to see and for my Ukrainian family to know that this is out there the world wants to help and if everyone can do their own bit to help, you know, it, it's just a testament to the fact that wars don't have to be fought with bloodshed. Yeah, so your 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 opinion there, Nina, seems to be that the veterinary community, far from being sort of helpless, uh, they're actually uniquely placed to help. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um that's the thing. We deal with so many different species um, that really a human is just another species. Um, our our emergency critical care is pretty much synonymous with whether you're a dog, a cat or a human. Wound care is the same whether you've got fur or not. Antibiotics will work whether you are a dog or a human. Um we we can do things we can um we can treat more than one species and i know that's been a a thing that's very well versed in the veterinary community that we treat more than one species now we've got an ability to help our own species yeah and and there is that bit of jargon with the sort of one one health approach right and it's it's time mm-hmm. to put that piece of jargon into practice and make it make it meaningful. That seems to be your message. That's exactly it. Um, I know One Health has been uh, it's been 
also gathering momentum um, in recent years. I know with with the super vet and uh, and all of that going on that we want to be able to not only help animals with the ways in which we treat humans and you know put that into place with animals, but what we do for animals. We, we want to do that with humans as well. Um, and like I say, now is the time that we put it into place that we do what we can. Um, and in at this time, we have to do what we can um, for the Ukrainian people. And so you say um, for, for the people there, and obviously that's just incredibly important. But for those of us in the veterinary professions, we're, we're more used to helping animals. And you do hear harrowing stories of pet owners in Ukraine fleeing with their pets, but also those that find it impossible to leave with their animals and therefore are staying in place with them, leaving both them and their pets in, in even greater danger, as well as helping the people of Ukraine. Is there anything we as a community can do for pet owners, their pets, or, or is it now just not the time for that? Is that not a practical uh, goal? I think there are there are obviously many, many different um, donation sites where you can help uh, donate and help these uh, these people with their own animals. I think it's a difficult situation for us being in Britain. Um, I know a lot of the uh, kind of neighbouring countries of Ukraine, like Poland, um, they are having um, more shelters and more specific help to these Ukrainians fleeing with their with their pets. I think that side of things is more beneficial to neighbouring countries that can actively do something to help. I think it's a difficult situation for us as Britons to do something tangible for people with pets. Um, so ideally, you know, in my in my mind, I'd leave it to, to the neighbouring countries that can actively help with this matter. You know, we can we can donate money as much as we can, but I think it's important to have something tangible that we can do. Um, so obviously, if if the Polish people and the Polish um, shelters, if they can help, then I think that's more tangible than I suppose what we can do here. I know that, um, so I was speaking with um, one of my cousins um on Facebook yesterday and we were discussing, you know, we were trying to lift the mood and talk about our pets and talk about my work. And they do also have um, a little dog, but I think the difference in um, potentially Ukrainian um, pet owner mentality is a little bit different to how it is here. Um so I think they have one, you know, uh, one vet who is an, an old man vet and his and his son. Um, and it seems like it's kind of that um, James Herriot style of old school vetting. Um, so I, I think things are kind of um, different in that respect with how we can help. I don't suppose giving them tranexamic acid um will go directly to help the animals. Um, I think it is also important just to note, 
And I suppose my mentality of this situation is that we currently, we need to help Ukrainians so that there can be Ukrainian pet owners in the future. I think right now, um, depending on how the how the crisis progresses, the focus currently is on the Ukrainian people and ensuring that there is Ukrainian shelters and Ukrainian vets and Ukrainian pet owners in the future to help. But as the precedent stands right now, we need to um, we need to focus on the Ukrainian people, and then obviously those with pets um, that are fleeing with their pets. The precedent stands with the, the neighbouring countries that can tangibly help with that. I think that's, I think that's well said, and I, it is it is reassuring to hear that there have been sort of the restrictions at the border for pets coming across. The requirements mm-hmm. have been uh, temporarily loosened to to allow people to um, seek refuge with with their pets in in, in neighbouring countries. So that's that's reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, Nina, you're working with the Ukrainian Medical Association. Um, yes. you, you shared a little bit there about seeing a post on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's a there's a long way from seeing a post on Instagram to actually working with them. How did you how did you make that happen? How how has that come about? Um, so basically I sent them an email. Um, this is this is a, a very 21st century. This is a very modern war that we are facing. Never before has a war on this scale been um, basically documented on social media. So I saw this post on Facebook. I on this post there was an, an email address. I sent them an email explaining. Um, explaining my uh, situation, what I wanted to do, saying that they, you know, we can get access to these uh, supplies that you require. They may be veterinary specific, but they'll still work. Um, to which they they replied and gave me more, um, more in-depth uh, specifics and specific items that they uh, would require. And they gave me a um, an address for donations. Um, so, yeah, I think once I had a list of items that they require and an area in which that they would go to thereafter, really, I, I was you know left to my own devices and worked out how how do we do this? How do I rally? How do I rally the troops, so to speak? And um, that's that's where Facebook came in. Um, obviously, Facebook is um, it has its pros and its cons, but one of its brilliant pros is that we can um, have close connection and associate with lots and lots of different people. So I set the group up. I added all of my veterinary colleagues and veterinary friends. Um, and they shared it with their friends and posted it on um, other various different Facebook groups for vets. And uh, it's, it's just boomed. We, we're currently on about 600 um, followers um, and growing. So, yeah, that's, that's what happened. It's all through emails and uh, chatting with people. And here we are.
Well, yeah. Well, 600 in a couple of days is is great, and let's let's hope we can we can see that see that grow. And in terms of uh, donations, what sorts of donations can people make? You've covered some of that already, but just just specifically, what what are the things that you're you're looking for people to to provide? So currently, um, I have an updated list that is currently on the the Facebook page. Um, I've separate, separated it out into medicines, general medical supplies and specific medical supplies. Um, so the medicines, obviously, we need any sort of analgesics um the ones that we can legally transport. So, unfortunately, with the legalities of transporting more controlled drugs, I think opiates and and the like will be out of outside of the remit of this. But you know, any NSAIDs that we can. Um, obviously, we've got the antibiotics, so things like metronidazole and amoxicillin, or foxacin eye drops, um, and any sort of antiviral ma- medications. Like I say, the tranexamic acid will also help. Um, so there's some, just some of the medicines. And then regarding general medical supplies, I think just for vets to understand uh, what would we do if we get a an animal with a majorly bleeding wound or something like that. So we need bandages, hemostatic sponges, gauzes and tourniquets, um, catheters and just general surgical instruments. Um, They will go a long, long way. Um, I know how quickly it is to go through, uh, you know, surgical kits when you've got a couple of, uh, a couple of emergencies coming in quickly. So, um, I can't imagine how it how it must be like over there when potentially you're getting multiple uh, every hour. Um, and then I suppose more specific medical supplies, we're looking at, um, I suppose, chest drains and chest seals, amber bags and defib- defibrillators, um, potentially things like pulse oximeters and portable ventilators. And even things like your, your orthopedic drills and um, and uh, bone holders and general things, things that you would expect, um, you know, an animal comes in with a broken bone, an animal comes in that severed an artery, things that uh, are useful in these sort of trauma, trauma situations. That's, that's that's super helpful and uh nina i i can just only uh, express my deepest empathy with you i don't think a couple of weeks ago you would have thought you were organizing <laughs> collections of hemostatic sponges and chest no. trains for friends and family in a in a place that you that you love um mm-hmm. that must be uh, in- incredibly difficult yeah. in, in terms of getting these donations to where they need to be I know you've been organizing a network of drop-off points. So mm-hmm. where can people send these donations? So this is this is a current uh, situation that's con- constantly fluid and hopefully will be continuously added upon. 
Currently, we have um, a good few of the vet schools um, involved. So we've got the Royal Veterinary College, the um, Hawkshead Campus. Um, we've got Surrey Vet School is also involved. Nottingham Vet School is involved. However, the caveat with Nottingham Vet School is just to really ensure that no medicines um, get delivered there because they don't have this, I suppose, the legalities in place to house medicines, but everything else can be sent there. Um, and we've also got Bristol involved as well. Liverpool is um, Liverpool is in the process of. Uh, Cambridge is also in the process of. And then uh, I suppose my next port of calls is going to be the... Um, Scotland University, so Glasgow and Edinburgh, and then also Keel and Harper Adams, they will hopefully uh, soon be part of this um, nationwide drop-off centre that we've got, um, that we're getting arranged. Um, a, a quick thing to add is that um, the Royal Veterinary College are, are being absolutely incredible. And, of course, to keep things uh, running as smoothly as possible, what we are asking people is if they don't have um, tangible donations in their practice that they're going to send places, but they would like to help in any other way, it would be to... Um, utilize their wholesalers and send items directly to the Royal Veterinary College where they'll be happy to receive um, wholesale um, deliveries straight to the RVC. Of course, if we can get it to them during um, the weekday and during office hours, that will be all the better just to make sure they get stored and housed in the appropriate places we don't want things getting lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what what incredible progress you've made made in just a just a few days. Thank it's, you for talking really, with us. It's really it's really heartwarming to have this outpouring of support. Um, it is, yeah, it's completely necessary, but it is um, it's brilliant just to yeah see how much we can get done as a society when we really need to. Yeah, I mean, uh, echo, echo that sentiment. And, and is, you're, you're an inspiration, Nina. So uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing what you're doing. Uh, we will share all the relevant links. Sorry, go on. I think uh, I am basically doing anything that another person in this situation would do. Um, this isn't for personal ego this isn't for personal glory this is to help my people and to do something that is um associated with what i understand i know there's lots of different places that have more domestic um collections and things like that but this is what i understand and like i say i understand that Drugs can will work on an animal just the same as it would work on a human. Um, so now is the time. Um, and like I say, I'm doing what any other person would do given their situation. Yeah, I think so many of us are, are looking for leadership on, you know, what, what can we do? And um, some of the ways in which we can help are, 
are non-obvious and, mm -hmm. and unexpected. And I think, um, you know, you didn't ask for this. Of course you didn't, but you, you have stepped up. And uh, I think there is, there's gratitude um, that, that's just coming for, for that. Uh, I was just going to say, we'll, we'll share the relevant links in the show notes, uh, but just mm -hmm. one more time for us. Where can people that want to help go in order to help? So initially, the Facebook group is the main hub where I am intending to be as transparent as possible and giving as many updates, um, relevant updates as possible. Um, so that would be British Veterinary Professionals for Ukraine um, on Facebook. If you just search that, it should come up. Um, and that will give you all of the information as to the uh the donations required and the um, the relevant drop-off points um, and obviously the list will be continually added and uh, yeah it it'll all go from there. Um, other other donation sites like I, like I say the more domestic um, donation sites. They are everywhere, just one swift Google and you're inundated. Um, but I know that the Association of Ukrainians in Great Britain, that's AUGB, um, they are also the, the kind of main Ukrainian hub um, in Great Britain and they have a, a big um, donation site there. So, um Go, go on there and um, just find out what you can do. A quick little plug is to also go to any um, protests that you can. I'm currently, well, I will be going to one in um, Manchester on Saturday. That will be at 2 p.m. in Manchester Piccadilly Gardens. Um, so, yeah, do what you can and show your support any which way you can. Thanks for that, Nina. And um, thanks so much for coming on. And thanks for what you're doing. And just to anyone that uh, is thinking, you know, about go heading off to Facebook now and, uh, and searching for the Facebook group, um, when I clicked, you know, that I wanted to join, uh, I, I assume it was you, Nina. I was um, admitted within within seconds. Um, so uh, please, please do please do follow the links in the show notes and uh, and show your support. Um, for, for for the people of Ukraine. Thank you, Nina. Bye Thank now. you very, very much for having me. Um, anything that I can do to raise awareness and give people that lack of helplessness, um, just the drive that we can do something and we can do something tangible that will directly help those on the front line. I think, like I say, doing something is our self-care.